God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. For those who have already seen the supernatural hand, supernatural hand of God move in their lives, it's time for another move. It's time for another move to occur in your life. And, you know, the Lord has been speaking to me about positioning, positioning ourselves to really walk in this next level of power. And, and the conditions that's necessary to really see God display his glory in your life. He said there's some, some chaotic conditions in which God will make sure that his hand is clearly seen. Amen? And so I want you to get ready for this next move that God is initiating in your life. It is God that is initiating it, but you're going to have to respond in faith. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's go to the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. There's a challenge being sent throughout the land. God is challenging us. Now, it's easy, you know, to look at your neighbor and think that God is just challenging your neighbor. You know how we do. I wish they was here. (laughs) Ain't for me. I wish they, man. Pastor, you got it on Facebook? I want to tag them. And, And the message was for you. This message is for you. Now, now, can you help me by looking at the person next to you and tell them, this message is, is for you. It's for you. It's for you. I, I pray that you receive it. Pray that you receive it. So let's, let's go to the word. Uh, Matthew 14 starting with verse 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. He, what? Made, made, compelled them, challenged them, get in the boat. This is shortly after Jesus had performed a miracle, and we'll get more into that, but he made them get in the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went on the mountaintop by himself to pray. Somebody shout by himself. 
He didn't take nobody with him. Jesus on the mountaintop praying. Hallelujah. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was what? The wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, that's the hours between uh, three in the morning and six in the morning. In the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is what? And they cried out in. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. If it is you, Lord, command me to come on the water. Let us pray. Most gracious and merciful Heavenly Father, I bless you right now for your word. I thank you, O oh God, that this is a great moment. No matter how difficult it is, um, at this particular period in our lives, we know that you're able, oh God, to rescue us, to, to change us, to transform us so that we can do what it is that you have called us to do. I magnify you right now. I give you glory right now in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want you to hug one person and I want you to tell them, get out, get out. Matter of fact, that felt good. Hug somebody else and tell them, get out. Get, get out. Get, get, get out. Get out. Hallelujah. Get out. Get out. Get out. You know, prayer will always precede a miracle. Prayer will always come before miracles. For every miracle manifested, there has been someone who has prayed. Maybe you didn't know them, but somebody prayed for the kingdom to be made manifest on earth. And Jesus is the vehicle that God is using to pray. He goes up on the mountain after he dismisses the crowd and sends the disciples to the other side. Jesus is on the mountaintop and, and all he's doing is praying. He's just having this conversation with the father. And, and this conversation with God it is critical. It's critical to what Jesus is about to do. Because he will not move in the miraculous until his father agrees with his work. Whatever he does, he wants his father to say, well done. He wants the approval of the father. So he's not going to just walk on water because he can. 
So he's going to communicate with God until the father releases him to walk on the water. And so it's important that we understand that prayer must precede every miracle. If you want to see the the supernatural hand of God move in your life, you got to get your face to the wall and begin to cry out to God. You can't just demand God move. God, I need you to move. God not moving because you need him. God moves because you believe him. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So before Jesus walks on the water, he is in prayer. See, this is the reason why Christians often sink. Is because we don't pray before the storm. We attempt, I want you to hear this, we attempt to pray in the storm. And the storm, listen to this, is the conditions in which our faith is supposed to be demonstrated. No, the storm is not supposed to make you pray. The storm is supposed to be the context in which you demonstrate your faith. Oh, I want you to hear this. Because many of us, we only pray when there is a storm. And Jesus is showing us. He said, no, I'm not waiting until there's a storm. I'm going up on the mountain right now, and I'm going to pray before the storm comes. So essentially, he is, he's telling us that many of us have it backwards. We pray when things go crazy in our lives. And he allows things to go crazy in our lives because he's setting up an environment in which the supernatural can manifest. So, so when things go crazy or when storms come, there was a season before that of calm. And he's saying, in the calm is when I need you to cry. Oh, I need you to touch somebody next to you and tell them, when it's calm, cry. Yeah, yeah. When it's calm, when nothing going on, when everything's cool, when everything looks wonderful, that's when God is saying, cry out to me right now. Because before you know it, something going to hit your boulder and shake you to the point. That fear will try to take over you. So why everything good? <laughs> why everything good? Why, why you still working? Why, why you still driving? Why, why everything's just working out wonderfully? You need to have your face to the wall. You need to have your knees on the carpet and pray to the Lord because a storm is sure to come. Oh, it's going to come. I want you to look at somebody next to you and tell them, I guarantee you it's going to come. I guarantee you it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and I want you to be uh, walking in the supernatural when it happens. I, I don't want you to be walking in your flesh when it happens. Because if you walk in your flesh, fear is going to overtake you. 
And God is saying, if you can get in the spirit right now, when the storm comes, it won't cause you to operate and function in fear. You'll be ready to move in faith because you understand that these conditions are only set up so God can manifest his glory in your life. That's why he allowed it to come. As a matter of fact, he made you go to the other side and you didn't even want to go. He forced you into this. He pushed you into this. He wanted you to experience this. He wanted you to go through this. But he's saying, I want you to be prepared before it comes. So what Jesus does is this. He, he takes his position as mediator between God and man. And he says, because they're not operating in the supernatural yet, I'm going to go up and I'm going to pray for them. So Jesus prays for them on the mountaintop because something powerful is about to happen. Somebody shout, something powerful is about to happen. Something powerful. I know I'm in the middle of a storm, but something powerful is about to happen. Something miraculous is about to take place. There is a supernatural move of God that's getting ready to occur in my life because he would not have sent me this way if he was not gonna keep me this way oh my lord God wants to show you his hand hallelujah here it is again we pray through the storm mm. we pray through the storm we pray through the storm and we row in conditions that we should walk in. Yeah, yeah. We, we use our own strength in places that we were never meant to use our own strength in. See, this is the problem that, that the disciples are, 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 are trying to use their own power in a place that their power don't work. Yeah, the wind can be against you so much that you can try your hardest to get to the other side and you can't make it because you in your own power. I want you to look at the person next to you. Tell them, get out, get out, get out of your own power. Uh, get out of your own power. You, you are not going to get there by your own power. You are not going to get there by your own reasoning. You're not going to get there by your own intellectualism. You're not going to get there by your own connections. Get out of yourself because you're getting ready to experience the hand of God in your life. This is where we find ourselves often in this place where we just row in. The wind is contrary against us and we just rowing. We're saying to ourselves, we're going to get to the other side. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. And, and we're using all of our strength to try to get there. And God has something that he wants to show us. That your strength ain't enough. Your strength is not enough to make it. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him your strength is not enough. Jesus talked before he walked. We reverse it. We walk and then talk. Jesus talked 
to God before he walked. And God is saying, I need you to reverse your actions right now. Because we got a bunch of people that walk and then try to talk. And we got the order all messed up and we're not, ex we're not seeing the supernatural in our lives because we ain't talked yet. And the father's saying, talk to me first before you start trying to do stuff. Talk to me first before you start trying to exercise your own strength and wearing yourself out. How many of us wear ourselves out on a daily? I mean, almost every single day, we just wearing ourselves out, just trying to do stuff. You tired, you trying to work out your own marriage instead of trusting and believing God and saying, I'll take my hands all the way off it and I'll just pray. I'll just cry out. I'll just intercede until God shows up in the middle of my situation uh, because if God show up in the middle of it, uh, something going to happen, something going to change, uh, either I I'm going to change. He going to change. The kids going to change. The dog going to stop barking. Something about to happen up in this place. Because when I pray, God shows up in my situation. Hallelujah. What's amazing about the text is that Jesus is not focusing on comforting Peter and the disciples he does say it is I but he's not working on trying to calm them down he, he's not trying to make them feel the peace of the Lord in that moment he, he's not focused on that because there's something else that he's trying to get out of the disciples and sometimes we want Jesus just to make us comfortable we want Jesus, that's what we want him for. We, we want him to make us comfortable because as soon as the storm comes, then we cry out. And the reason why we're crying out is because we're uncomfortable in the season or in the moment that we're in. So we're just saying, God, make us comfortable. We, we've been used to being in this boat and we know this boat uh, and, and we're comfortable rowing and we're comfortable on the water. But it's this storm that's throwing us off. Make us comfortable. And Jesus does not oblige. What do you do when God won't make you comfortable again? Oh, I've been asking God. I've been praying. I've been saying, God, I'm just trying to get to this place where I'm comfortable again. And God said, no, 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 no. I don't have that plan for your life. If you're looking for comfortable, uh, stay in the boat. Uh, but if you're looking for the supernatural, get out of that thing and start walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said so if you're looking for comfortable, just go on, stay where you are, stay in the bowl. You know, you, I know you were, I want you to hear this. I know you were raised in the boat. Yeah, you were raised in the boat because this is a family business. This, this is something that y'all been doing your whole life. So you were raised in the boat. You know the boat very well. Your daddy knows the boat well. Everybody that's connected to you, everybody knows the boat. And I'm shaking up your world 
because I'm just looking for one person. All I need is one. If I could just get one person that says comfortable is no longer the place that I want to reside. If I could just get one person that would dare ask me to do what I am doing. Here is Peter. Peter says, if it is you, Lord, would you tell me to come? Would you tell me to do what you're doing? I wonder when was the last time you asked God to tell you to do something uncomfortable? No, when was the last time that was your prayer? God, I want to do something that's uncomfortable for me, that's difficult for me, that's hard for me, something that I ain't never did before. God, my prayer is not that you would make me comfortable. My prayer is that you would make me uncomfortable. I want you to just touch one person and tell them change your prayers. Change your prayers. Change your prayers. If you want to see the power of God operate and flow in your life, change your prayers. You're praying for the wrong stuff. You're praying for a comfortable environment. You're praying for a comfortable church. You're praying for a comfortable house. You just want everything around you comfortable like it's about you. And he said, it's really not about you. Uh, it's, it's about me getting the glory out of your life. But you keep praying for comfort. You live for comfort. You live, you live for comfort. You just want everything around you to be comfortable. He said, I'm about to shake this boat up. I'm about to shake this boat all the way up because you keep, you keep regressing to comfortable. I know it's, it's, it's comfortable for you to not be under authority. Uh, it's, it, it's comfortable for you to just do what you want when you want to do it. That's real comfortable. That's real convenient for you. You, you, don't, you don't see your flesh die in those circumstances. You, you, you want your flesh to live. That's why you won't get under nothing so it can break you. So it can see. Now, if you get under something, some real anointing will flow out of your life. Oh, my God. Because the olive cannot get olive oil out of it until it is pressed. So something got to be on top of it. Oh, my God. Putting pressure on it. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, get under. Get under. Come on, shout it again. Get under. We're looking for comfortable. We, we love comfortable. We, we just do. We love it, man. We love comfortable. My wife loved comfortable. Every time I try to change the thermostat, here she come. <laughs> cold, hot, cold, hot. <laughs> so I got on a, a sweater, T-shirt, sweater, T-shirt.
We do that with our lives, though. We take the thermostat and we move it to make us comfortable. And no matter what God is doing, if God make it cold because he's trying to teach you something, here you go run into the thermostat. If he make it hot because he's trying to, he's trying to help you out. Yeah, he's trying to, trying to get you to sweat a little bit. Then what you do, you go over, you start messing with the thermostat. Because what are we looking for? We don't serve that kind of God, though. He said, if you suffer with me, then you can reign with me. I don't see nowhere in scripture where he said, if you're comfortable with me, then you could get a crown with me. I'm, that's not how it works. People get uncomfortable in church and they leave the church. That was, I want you to hear this, that was called to make them uncomfortable. The assignment of the pastor and the leader was to make you uncomfortable. To challenge some of what you think about God. And to replace it with sound biblical interpretation of scripture. That's what they were literally called to do. And the uncomfortable feeling causes you to break. Somebody shot 50, 50 yard dash. <laughs> Take off and start running. Uncomfortable, my God, the fire. Hot up in there. And God is saying, that's exactly what I want for you. I want it uncomfortable for you. I'm about to call you out of that boat that you was raised in. I'm talking about the stuff that, that we have been programmed to think for years. I'm talking about the stuff that we learned from our mother, from our father, in our neighborhood. I'm talking about the stuff that we've been around for a real long time. And, and guess what that stuff does to us? It creates limitations in our lives. So as long as they've been on the water, they ain't never walked on it. And, and so the thing that they've been raised in limited where they was able to go and what they were able to do. And God is saying, now is my time to challenge somebody that been raised in a particular boat. I want them to come out of that thing. Do you know getting comfortable in business will kill your business? If you get comfortable thinking that I'm going to do it this way and this way only, it's only a matter of time until you go out of business, Blockbuster. The only way, the only way for you to make progress is to stay in this place that is uncomfortable. The only way for you to keep your marriage is to stay uncomfortable in your marriage. If you ever get uncomfortable, you, you, get, you are in trouble. 
If you ever get comfortable, you are in deep, deep trouble. You got to get uncomfortable. Somebody shout, get uncomfortable. Whatever you get comfortable in, you're going to lose. Whatever you get comfortable in, you just think that this is how it's going to work. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how we're going to flow. This is how it's... No, that's not how it's supposed to flow. You know, being married is difficult. I'm going to say that again. Being married is difficult. It's some real challenges in being married. Oh, you're going to get real uncomfortable. Go ahead and say, I do. <laughs> say, I do. I, I promise to you, you're going to get real uncomfortable. I don't even like saying uncomfortable. You hear me keep saying comfortable, right? <laughs> comfortable is confinement. Comfortable is limitation. Comfortable is the conditions in which, in which God wants to pull you out of. Peter says, if it is you, Lord, what? Command me to what? Come to you on the water. Now, I've heard this preached before, and people say, uh, Peter walked on come. And I said, that's great. That sounds, that sounds real uh, theological. You know, that, that sounds amazing that, that Peter was able to walk on the word come. So that's powerful. And the Lord told me, he said, no, that's not accurate. He said that come was the framework in which Peter built his faith on. So he didn't walk on the word come. His faith built something he could walk on. Yeah, his faith built something that he could walk on. Let, let me tell you why I know this for sure. Let's keep going. Next verse. He said, come. So Peter what? And what did he do? So he got out of the boat. And, and this is powerful because he didn't just, he didn't put one foot in the boat and one foot on the water. Sometimes that's what we do as Christians. We got one foot in and one foot out. We're not, we're not for real. We're not, we're not really committed to this faith walk. We're, 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 we're safe enough. Uh, if, if I feel myself sinking, I can pull my foot back out. We're, we're, we're positioning ourselves where we're safe enough in case things started to go a way we didn't plan. We can just kind of get back in our, we get back in our boat again. Right. And, and so this is what we're we're seeing here. We're, we're seeing Peter get out with both feet. I want you to look at the person next to you and tell them faith means that you put both feet in. 
Yeah, you got to put both feet in this thing. You can't have one foot in the water, one foot in the boat saying, I believe God. You don't believe God. You need both feet in the water. So, so let me talk about this because he said, come. So Peter, what? Got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to who? Next verse. But when he saw the wind, he was what? So, so, wait a minute. Jesus told him to come, and he was walking to who? But then he saw what? What happened? He got afraid and began to sink. His focus shifted. Now, when you lose focus, I want you to understand you're on your way down. And God does not give life jackets to those he called to walk on water. You're on your way down. You got to be able to keep your focus. Somebody shout, just keep your focus. When he saw the wind, he was what? And began to what? Now, listen to this. Did Jesus ever take the word come back? He never took the word come back. He still had the word, but he lost his what? He lost his focus and he lost his faith. So we know it is not just the fact that Jesus told him to come because nothing changed concerning what Jesus said. The only thing that changed was what? His focus and his faith. His faith was disturbed by the winds and the waves. So he started in faith. But he could not retain the faith that he started with. I want, I want to help some people because sometimes we start out with faith. We start out believing God. And by the time we get halfway to Jesus, now we done lost all the faith that we had when we stepped out of the boat. I want you to touch somebody right now and tell them, if you keep the faith, you'll make it all the way to Jesus. Not only will you make it to Jesus... But you can walk on water until you get to the other side. I want you to hear something right now. Because something so powerful was getting ready to happen if Peter would have just kept his faith. He would have been able to walk on water all the way to the other side. He would have had quite an experience with Jesus walking on the water. Talking about the supernatural and what God is able to do in someone's life that's committed. Somebody shout, you got to walk in the supernatural. And you got to keep your focus and keep your faith. Because God is ready to do something powerful in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, I dare you to just give God some praise right there. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him like you mean it. Hallelujah.
So why is he going down? He's going down because he started to fear. He started to fear. Fear grabbed a hold of him. Now, fear is a beast. Fear will grab a hold of you and you will start to lose your faith. That's what fear comes to do. It comes to make you let go of what you were believing for. And so he starts to focus on the winds and the waves and he starts to get afraid. Jesus is still on the water. Jesus is still waiting on him to take that next step. But now he is afraid. And when you get afraid, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to sink. You're going to sink because you're no longer trusting and believing in God. And God is like, I need you to, I need you to keep the faith right here. Don't, don't allow the winds and the waves to throw you off. Don't allow the bills that you keep seeing to cause you to come outside of faith. I need you to trust me because I called you to do this. I commanded you to do this. This is something I want you to do. This, you don't have to question this. This is something I want you to do. When it comes to miracles, signs, and wonders, God wants us to walk in those. He wants us to see the supernatural in our lives and not only see it, but to be able to continue to walk in it every single day. But if you're going to do that, I want you to understand that winds and waves will come. How will you respond to the winds and the waves? What will you do? Will you get afraid and take your eyes off of Jesus or will you focus on him? Will you put all your attention on him and say, I'm not going to let this distract me right now. I know where I'm headed and I'm going to keep pursuing Jesus until I reach him because something powerful is ready to take place in my life. So he begins to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me. Now, Jesus reaches out and he saves him. But that was never supposed to be his experience. Now, I know we kind of celebrate this. We're like, Jesus saved him. And that's great, right? That sometimes we turn that into a testimony. What God saved us from. And God is saying, no, that was not supposed to be your testimony. Your testimony was supposed to be, I walked on that thing. I walked on the water. I didn't just start out well, I ended well. I, I, I walked this thing through to completion. And I think sometimes we get too excited about just being saved from something that that's the only testimony that we have. Is what God saved us from instead of talking about what God walked us through. Oh my God, I want you to look at somebody and tell them, when are you going to start talking about what he walked you through? When are you going to start talking about the other side that you was able to walk all the way to the other side and experience the power of God in your life? 
I'm telling you, we make we we talk about these kind of things a lot. Oh, he he saved me from that. And, and, and sometimes, yeah, we praise God with you, uh, but it shouldn't always be what he saved you from. Sometimes I need to hear you stand up here and say, let me tell you what we walked through. Let me tell you the ways that was hitting us and we didn't even stop. We didn't even blink. We didn't even pay attention to those. All we continued to do was walk toward Jesus uh, no matter what was going on all around us. Somebody shout, you got to walk through this thing. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to walk through it. You got to be prepared uh, to walk on the water. My God, hallelujah. Somebody shouts, you got to get out. You got to get out of the place that you were comfortable in. You were trying to keep it. You were fighting for the boat, but God had something better for you. He said, if you would let that boat go, I'm about to do something that's going to blow the minds of the people that's still in the boat that you was. They about to see something. They about to see the power of God. They about to see what happens when you allow me to challenge you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, it's time to be challenged. It's time to be challenged. Peter says to Jesus, will you challenge me? I want to do something that you're doing that I ain't never done before. Will you challenge me to get out of what I'm comfortable with? Jesus says, sure, come. And here's, here's Peter doing something that he never did before. Here's Peter now walking on the water because he what? Accepted the challenge. Uh, somebody shout challenge accepted. Uh, whatever the word tells me to do, uh, I am willing to do it. Somebody shout challenge accepted. I accept that challenge. I'm, I, I, I'm not confined to this boat. I was raised in it, uh, but being raised in it does not mean I'm confined to it. Uh, I'm might have been raised in the hood but I'm not confined to the hood I'm about to change my address this is the season that I break free from every confinement you can be seated you can be seated I, I, I may have been raised in this but I'm not confined to this I don't care if I got friends that like the boat. I don't care if I got friends that stuck in the boat. I don't care if I got friends uh, that's all right with rowing. Uh, I'm tired of rowing. Uh, I'm ready to walk on some stuff. Uh, I'm ready to tread upon scorpions and adders, uh, young lions and dragons. Uh, I'm ready to step on some stuff uh, that I used to have to row my way through. Uh, I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them you're about to start walking. Uh, you done row that boat long enough hallelujah 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 be seated be seated I get tired of rowing that'll wear you out man you just keep rowing and rowing and rowing and, and then the wind contrary so the wind was stopping them from being able to move forward. I wonder what happened when they started walking on the water because the wind didn't stop the water walkers. I want you to understand something that when you tap into the supernatural, the natural elements of this world cannot stop you. 
Why? Because the law of the kingdom always overrules the law of the natural. So when we start to walk in the spirit of God, there's no way in the world the thing that stopped us in the boat can stop us when we're water walking. When you start water walking, the wind don't impact you the way it did. I want you to look at somebody and tell them the thing that used to stop you in the boat will not stop you when you start walking by faith. That wind going to have to behave. That wind going to have to understand that you're not in the flesh anymore, but that you're walking in the spirit and the laws of the kingdom always overrule the laws. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord told me, he said, if you get in the spirit the way that I called you to, some of the stuff you're praying about right now, you won't even have to pray about. You'll walk through it like it's nothing. You'll step on it like it's nothing. You'll get out of the boat like you're walking on concrete. Your feet won't splash. It'll just make a thumping noise as if you done walked on some solid wood. I want you to look at somebody and tell them, get out, get out, get out, get out of your flesh, get out of your boat, get out of the thing you were raised in, get out of that place. Jesus is calling you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not just doing something. I just got finished having this conversation. You can be seated. He's not just doing something. He's doing what he was called to. He didn't make a decision and decide, uh, we on the water, I'm just going to get out. He didn't make that decision. I want you to hear this because some people heard a word that wasn't for them. And they started trying to do something that they were never called to. Peter is doing what he was called to do. When you start doing what God called you to do, the winds and the waves, they can scare you, but they can't stop you. The only thing that will stop you is if you allow the fear to settle in and uproot the faith that made you step out of the boat. But if you talk to fear and you start saying to fear, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I am called to do this. I'm not just doing this because I see Jesus do it. I got a word and I held on to the faith that I had that made me step out of the boat and start doing something supernatural. Can you imagine the people that were still in the boat? They're looking at Peter walk on the water and they're saying, my God, uh, we were not confined to this. Uh, You mean to tell me uh, that we're able to do uh, what Jesus is doing? Uh, Jesus is walking on the water and so can we. I want you to understand that the scripture says that you shall do 
do greater things than these. He's speaking to you about your capacity. I'm trying to shake you free from everything they put in your head. I'm speaking to your capacity. You have a God-like capacity. You can do what Jesus did when you are called of the Lord. I want you to touch the person next to you. Tell them you got a God-like capacity. Yes, you do. You, got, you were made in his image and his likeness. You have a God-like capacity. Obviously, you're not God. You got a capacity of God in you because he placed his spirit on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Look at the person next to you. Tell them when you're going to start walking on some water. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you getting out of your comfort zone. You getting out of that comfortable boat that you've been in your whole life. You've been sitting there. You've been rowing. And you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. We know what you was doing five years ago. You still in the middle of the. Talking about I'm going to get there. And God's saying, I'm trying to break you out of the confinement that you've been in all this time. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why why you doubt? I gave you a word. I told you, come. Why did you doubt? Jesus is telling him, you got the first steps, but you was not able to retain the faith that got you out of the boat. Why am I saying this? Because there are some people right now You getting out of what you were comfortable in, but you will not be able to keep walking if you don't keep holding on to the word that he gave you. When when God called me to preach, I went through seasons where the waves wanted to take me out. And every time I wanted to sing, God said, remember what I told you. Why am I saying this to you? Because Jesus did not say it again. He said, come one time. And it was up to him to recite it while he walked. So so if you're going to hold on to your faith, you better do what? Meditate on the word day and night so you can be what? Planted like a tree by the rivers of water. So, so what? Peter is supposed to be walking and he's supposed to say, come, 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 come. I'm not going to lose this word. He only says it once. And then he says to you, you're going to have to remember it. And you're going to have to repeat it. Somebody shout, you got to remember it. And you got to repeat it. You got to say it over and over and over and over and over again. And every time you feel the wind hits you, you hear you say, come. 
Every time a wave comes up, you say, come. You say what he said to you until you get where he called you. Oh, my God. I want to say that again. You say what he said to you until you get where he called you. You should write that down right now. You say what he said to you until you get where he called you to. And every time, again, I, I, I get a little wind that come. He said, you're not there yet. You don't sink yet. I got a whole, I got a whole water walking experience for you. Uh, don't don't falter yet. You just you just halfway there. You you just the tip of the iceberg right now. There's another level that I want to take you to. Just remember what I told you. Remember the dream that I gave you. Remember that word of revelation that I spoke to you. Do not let it go. Don't give up on it. As a matter of fact, allow it to change you. Allow it to change you. So we're often looking for situations to change. And God is saying, I'm not into just stopping storms that I allowed. I don't want to do that because I want to get something out of you. And we're constantly praying, God, uh, God, uh, would you stop the storm? And he's saying, no, I'm not stopping the storm because I'm not just trying to change the atmospheric conditions around you. I really want to change you because if I change you, the storm won't matter. You just walk through the storm. The storm is not really an issue. The issue is you. If I can get you right, the storm will open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pay too much attention to storms. And God is saying, I'm trying to change you. I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. And every time I send somebody to make you uncomfortable, there you go rebuking them. There you go saying it's the devil. It ain't the devil, it's me. I'm trying to make you uncomfortable so I can make you a water walker. But you keep getting back in boats that I done called you out of. I done called you out of that boat. I'm trying to get you to a whole nother level. And here you are. You, you, you got too many friends. Too many people just like you. They just like me. They're my friends. Every time I put a picture on Facebook, you see how many likes I get? They just love me. They just love me. I, you know, this. you see this picture right here? It ain't even got no filter on it. No filter. That's just... It's just me. My skin just clear. It's just clear. It's just clear skin. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that just keeps you in boats. You know what? The Lord told me, he said, you know, it's really good that some people don't like you. Because if they liked you, you might hang in their confinements. You you'll end up you you'll end up a passenger on their boat and stuck in places that program them to go nowhere. So it's it's good that some people don't like you because they made sure you don't get confined by their issues. 
by the things that they're okay with, the things that God don't want you nowhere near. You better give God some praise for people that do not like you, don't even want you in their boat. You should say hallelujah, thank you Jesus that they don't like me because them liking me would have meant bondage. Glory be to God. It's time for you to get out. The Lord said, I'm calling this whole church out. He said, everybody that's connected, everybody that's a part, he said, I'm calling you guys out of your boats. Everything that made you comfortable, God going to start changing stuff that you like about this church to make you uncomfortable. Because it's really not about what you like about this church. I, I now, now I'm really just, I, I, feel, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the anointing all over me right now. There are things that you like about this church that only made you comfortable. And he said, I'm about to start changing some stuff that you like so you can get uncomfortable because I never called you for comfort. I called you to the supernatural. Not only that, there's, there's some people that I'm trying to draw and I need to shift it to something that they like so that I can catch fish. Don't worry, because once they like it and I save them, I'm going to change it on them too. Oh my God, I hope you hear this. Once I hook them and I catch them, it's just bait. It's just bait. That's all it is. So when you start seeing certain things happen in church, often it's, it's God saying, I need new bait for this generation. Oh my God, I hope you hear me. He said, I need bait for this generation and I'm going to switch up some things. Uh, sometimes I lose people that are saved already, but that's all right. They're already saved. I need to get some unsaved people up in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, bait and switch. Bait and switch. God said, I'm doing it in this house. I'm about to start just switching up stuff. There's going to be some people that come in frustrated and say, we used to do that. We don't do it no more. We're doing this now. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited right now. I can feel the Holy Spirit all over this thing. He's saying that it is time for you to get out of your boat. I want you to stand to your feet right now. It's time. It's time, it's time for you to get out. You've been in there too long. You've been in that place for far too, too long in that boat. Y'all know the boat well. We know the boat well, whatever your boat is. I got some boats just like you got some. Anytime you're called to spearhead something, there's a lot that can make you uncomfortable. Then you know what? When you start getting other people involved, 
you even get more uncomfortable. Why? Because it's not just about you doing it your way. It's about God getting glory. Somebody shout, God, get glory out of my life. Let's read Matthew 14, 32. And when they got into the boat, what happened? And those in the boat did what? Saying what? said all of this was to get Peter out of the boat. That's what the storm was about. Can I get some people out of the boat that's been in the boat for far too long? There's a storm hitting someone's life right now. And God is saying, will you step out? Will you trust me? You know, part of the hesitation in joining a ministry is really trust. It really is. That's, that's the issue. Often we struggle with trusting. And so we don't want to get out of the place that's comfortable for us. And I'm telling you right now, what's ringing in heaven is get out. Get out of everything that's comfortable for you. When you see it, switch. And when you see it change, understand that you're operating in the call of God. This ain't the devil. This is the Lord. He's making us uncomfortable. Raise your hands right now. Because there's a miracle coming to your life. There's another level, another dimension that's coming into your life. You've battled the winds. You've been in the boat for a really long time. And God is saying to you, it's water walking season. It's water walking season. So if you haven't went up to the mountaintop to pray yet, go now while you still got a moment. Because when the storm comes, it's time for a demonstration of the supernatural. Oh my God. Put your hands down real quick. I, I got to say this. The Lord told me this. He said, there are people who are praying in the, in the storm. And he said, every time a storm comes, they miss their moment to walk in the supernatural because they run to prayer. And he says, yes, prayer will keep you from sinking. But you cannot Pray in the storm and walk in the storm at the same time. Let me help you. This is what God is saying. He's saying if you're going to walk in the storm, you have had to already have prayed so that when the storm comes, all you're doing is walking in faith. But if the storm comes and you start praying, it's an indication that your prayer life ain't right. I want you to hear this. I do not want you to leave until you get this. Storms are coming. Some of us are going to be walking through them. There will be others that stuck in the boat. God says, I want you to be one of the ones that's walking on the water instead of being stuck in the boat because of fear. 
So we get these cycles all the time of God allowing storms to come. And every time the storm comes, we pray. But we don't never get anything supernatural out of it. And he's saying you're supposed to get something supernatural out of this. It's supposed to be a demonstration of the power of God operating in your life. I pray that today's message bless your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our Co-Red Initiative, Entrepreneurial Playbook for and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.